This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Anytime. Is it possible to get a sunburn in October? Yeah, I did. Yes, guy. Use your permission. Woke up today and I'm like, why is my face peeling? I spent all day outside yesterday. It was 20 degrees Celsius in the middle of October. Actually, we're near the end of October. Glorious. Today, playing my final round of golf with my friend George, with my friend Pete. Big money on the line. We all are the same caliber of golf. In which we're good for one hole, horrible for seven, kind of good for one hole, bad for eight. Did I do the math right? Is that eight? So that'd be 15. And then one more hole to go. And I guess that will decide everything. And while I'm doing this, Regina is digging out from a snowstorm. Regina, getting the, getting the winter started early. Poor trick-or-treaters going to be wearing snowsuits. So I grew up on a farm. So on a farm, your neighbors are like half a kilometer away. So we had to pile in the car for Halloween. You got a costume on. And as far as I remember, it was cold every Halloween. So we had to wear winter coats. You don't want to wear a winter coat. You're covering up your costume, so... Four kids have to pile into that car with costumes and winter jackets. Go house to house. The hall was really good, though. Because I remember we'd get back and whoever was manning the, uh, the candy, I think it was usually my mom, like, how, how many kids came? Oh, it was a big year. We had six. So I think when you're handing out candy on a farm, you give them like... Uh, a full turkey, probably full chocolate bars. We got cans of pop for sure. Some silverware. And that's about it. But you would you would hit about 10 houses and you'd have a massive haul. So don't do what everyone else does and go to the subdivisions if you're you're out in the country. 
They're overrun with kids. You're getting one little Kit Kat. Go to the country. Drive up those long driveways. It's an adventure because you don't know what awaits. You might end up with a turkey. Speaking of snack size uh, candies. Why are there no Halloween size crunchy chocolate bars? Crunchy in my top five of all chocolate bars, not in snack size. No snacky on the crunchy. Why is that? Is the sponge toffee too tough to make into snack size? I don't know. Hey, Dan. Uh, Yes, Tim. They definitely have snack size crunchies in those mixed Uh, boxes. Tim, nope. You find them to me? You find them? Send them to me. I have looked for my entire life. Don't come spouting facts when you don't even know the truth. You fact check that first. Now Tim will be Googling snack size crunchy bar. See, here it is. In England. This is episode 40 of Boomsies. We're glad you're along for the ride. Episode 40, the Mike Timlin episode. Closer for the Blue Jays, seven years of the team. He was on both Blue Jays World Series teams. He got the final out of the 92 series. Remember a little, uh, little squibber? Picked it up through to Joe Carter at first. It was a close play. If there was video review, they would have reviewed that. Uh, and then won two more with the Red Sox. And when I read that, I'm like, I completely forgot about that. So Mike Timlin, number 40. Love that guy. World Series begins on Friday. Phillies and Astros. I can't be the only one that feels this. The Philadelphia Phillies are an extremely likable team. I love them. It's just, I'm jumping up when they get hits. Bryce Harper hits that home run to go ahead against the Padres and eventually win the series. The call by Joe Davis, my former co-worker. Put that in the Smithsonian right now and send it out to all current and future sports broadcasters. We've got a manager for the Phillies, Rob Thompson, first Canadian manager to ever bring a team to the World Series. I love these guys. The fanatic, the best mascot in all of sports. Watch him on the one angle from the Bryce Harper home run His reaction, spot on. The fanatic knows how to be a mascot. And Aaron Judge, he is now going to be seeking a massive contract. The Yankees are done. And someone said this on Twitter yesterday. They said, whatever Aaron Judge gets, he should not get as much as Bryce Harper. I agree. Bryce Harper's contract, I looked it up. 13 years, 330 million. <laughs> Confirm that. 
That's a lot of freaking money. 13 year, 330 million. The Lotto Max was just 70. And I'm like, I wouldn't have to work. 330 million. Holy That was a $20 million signing bonus. A salary of 25,000 or 25 million. Base salary of 26. Carrying a total salary of 27 million a season. So he's winning the Lotto Max every two and a half years. We just had our municipal election. Someone messaged me. And they said, Dan, did you become mayor? I said, no, I didn't run. But one day. And the man that did run and that did win in my area, I was on the fence. It's like, I I don't know who I'm going to vote for. Because in all my time here, I've never seen the mayor in Orono. And what do you know? I go help out with a pancake breakfast on Saturday morning to support the Santa Claus Parade, which I will be the town crier for. I lead the Santa Claus Parade through my town this year. I can't wait. I'm very nervous. I was told to get a top hat and a cape. I gotta find that. Now, I don't know if I yell. Do I have to hear ye, hear ye? There's a parade behind me. Do I bring music? Do I bring a bell? I gotta ask these questions to Shelly. So, serving up these pancakes. The majority of people got two. One person got four. I was like, whoa. And they were... They were up there in the years, and they down those four. They were preparing for winter. Good on you. Get those pancakes in you. So at the breakfast, and in walks the guy who eventually won for mayor, swayed my vote right there. I'm like, this guy showed up. Didn't have to. Showed up, wasn't looking for votes. He was just there. As mayor, saying hi. So if you're running for mayor, show up at every freaking breakfast you can. Show up at your neighbor's breakfast table. Show up at the other neighbor's breakfast table. Invited, uninvited, show up. So there's your uh, canvassing 101. How to win an election. Saskatchewan, man, seeing that snowstorm. Scares me. Winter's coming, but the sauna's almost done. Update on a sauna. Brian Bickle, who has appeared on this podcast, is in the process of turning a playhouse. Not like a... I should note, it's not like a plastic playhouse that you buy from Canadian Tire or Toys R Us. It was a permanent structure made out of wood. And he has transformed that almost fully into a sauna. We're just waiting on the cedar. 
Cedar goes in, fireplace is there, put that pipe on her, we're in Finland. I go back and just sit in there and it's not even done, send Bix pictures. I'm like, I'm going to be spending a lot of time back here. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll sp- sell spa retreats. Because there's a spa <laughs> that just opened up in this region. Huge, like Nordic kind of spa. And after a couple days, it shut down. Everyone got a staph infection. <laughs> I'll have a guarantee at my sauna, Dan's Spa World, no staph infections. If you get one, your visit's free. I guarantee it. So once that cedar arrives, oh, we've got to slide, slide down there, slide down into a winter wonderland of heat. I might sleep in there. I love heat so much. Hope producer Tim, uh, extra surcharge for producer Tim. I'm very excited for uh, what we're going to get to here. We announced it on uh, the podcast last week. We now have a phone number in which you can leave messages. The number number isn't here. Tim, what's that number? 289-289-796-2001. Is the phone number for Boomsies. And we do have voicemails. Tim sent these to me. I said, I don't want to hear them. I want to hear them firsthand. He said, why? I said, Tim, we've worked together for over 20 years. This is what I've said whenever you've tried to play me anything. And every single time he acts befuddled. Like this is the first time it's ever happened. We've worked together for 20 years. God help me. Okay, Tim, let's dive into those messages. What do we have? Hello, Dan. I'm in my backyard catching up on boomsies, scooping up dog crap. And I started thinking about your old friend, Tubesy. And I really need a Tubesy update. I've been looking for the old episodes. Can't even find those. What the hell happened to Tubesy? All right, keep up the good work. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Picking up dog. I once bought a house. And uh, this has probably happened to you before. You go into your new house, it's empty. You're like, hey, they left it in pretty good shape. But once you look closer... You realize, no, they didn't. These people, I don't know how they lived. You look behind dryers and there's like 57 dryer sheets. There's lint stuck up a chimney. There's mold in a fridge. I once bought a house, there was fruit flies in the fridge. I'm like, I didn't think they liked the cold. 
a fruit fly fridge. But this house, I went in the backyard. I'm like, okay, it's looking okay. It's a pretty tiny yard. I'm like, oh, they left us their, um, oh, oh, gag, thinking of this. They left, oh, they left their green bin. I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Sorry. I, oh. I opened the green bin up. It was to the brim with, it was to the brim with dog. And it was, there was like maggots on top of it too. And it was water. had got in there. The thing weighed probably 50 pounds. What the f*** do you do with that? Oh, I don't even know. How, I think we put it in a garbage bag and just put it out with the garbage. But there was two of them. Two green bins to the brim with dog So they picked up after their dog and just put it there and then left it for us. Oh. A lesson in life. If you sell a house... Leave it like you would like to find it. People don't want to deal with your sh**, literally. They don't want your dryer sheets. Leave it like you would like to find it. That just reminded me of that guy picking up the dog poop. Another idea I had once when I had a dog, little PK. So sometimes when I'd forget uh, forget a little uh, poop bag, I'd grab a leaf off a tree. A leaf that is fresh. It's got bendability. It can contain things as long as it's not diarrhea. So I'd pick it up with that, put it in the garbage. I'm like, I wanted to make doggy bags made out of leaves. That is the most compost, compostable, compostable, doggy duty picker upper you could ever come up with. That's about as far as I got with that idea. As for an update on Tubesy, this was a friend of mine that uh, had surgery on his penis because his pee hole was shrinking. This actually happened. He detailed it on the podcast I used to do with Jay. As for Tubesy, I don't know where he is. He went to school in Europe and haven't heard from him. So I hope Tubesy's okay. That's your Tubesy update. You know as much as I do. All right. First call in the books. Let's see. Who else we got there, Tim? Hello, Daniel. I'm assuming your full name is Daniel, but uh, hi, Dan. Um, this is Joey from Manitoba. Um, I had a question in regard to milk. You were talking about milk this past podcast, gas station milk in particular, but I was just wondering what your experience with the many different forms of milk is in regard to the way they are packaged. Here in Manitoba, we have cartons and jugs. I hear, I think it's in Ontario, they have bagged milk. 
seems preposterous to me, but I've never experienced bagged milk in all your travels um, and you living in the States for a while. Um, uh, what is your experience with different milk packaging and what is your favorite um, what is your favorite packaging? What is your favorite way to dispense your milk? Love the podcast. Keep being great. Talk soon. Joey, I do not buy bag milk, but yes, bag milk is available in Canada. I find it weird that you're, you're just walking around with a bag of milk. You got to put it in a jug. Some always drips into the jug. And if you ever sniff inside that jug, it smells like stale milk. All right, Tim. Hey, bud. Just want to tell you some cold, hard facts, just so you know. Canadian gas station milk comes from beavers. They milk the beavers, and that's where it goes, just so you know. Bears, 100% sleep all winter. They eat 40 boxes of KD, then sleep for 26,000 hours straight. Just so you know. Cut that voicemail. Send that to the Canadian Smithsonian. That is the most Canadian accent. If you ever wondered what a Canadian accent is, that's it. And I love it. Okay, so this is in regards to a couple of tweets that I sent last week. One was, well, actually, I mentioned this one on the podcast last week, the uh, gas station milk, how I left a friend's house. And I said, oh, I got to stop at the gas station, get milk. And they were perplexed, thinking like gas station milk was an oil product. And people chimed in, they're like, oh, yeah, I get if you're out of milk and the grocery store is closed, you, you go to the gas station and you get milk. The only difference being it's overpriced. Yeah, that's what you're going to get at a gas station. You aren't, you aren't going there for sales. Although 7-Eleven, I don't know if they still advertise, but 7-Eleven does commercials in which they're advertising sales. I'm like, who is going to 7-Eleven for deals. So gas station milk is regular milk, but according to that listener, it's beaver milk. I totally uh, can see that. And I sent out a tweet about, oh no, this was, again, this wasn't just a tweet. I just sent out the clip. Mention it, how uh, animals that hibernate don't sleep all winter. Lot of, lot of, uh, debate about this some people got got back to me and they're like no some animals do i'm like okay but i did a google search and they're like no at the most they sleep for a month and get up and stretch or something they don't go to sleep november 1st and wake up in may or march Unless you're like a toad. Bears definitely don't. Okay, so uh, that's our uh, that's our phone number. Leave us messages. We will play them. 289-796-2001. 289-796-2001. 
Tim, do we have time for Boomsies Newsies or uh, should I? Uh, I've already got one foot out the door here because I got to get to that golf match. I got to hit the range. I got to actually, I won't. I'll probably get a BLT with well done fries and a can of Coke and sit in the sun. Enjoy that because the range sucks. Uh, I, I don't have time for that. I just like that BLT. Best BLT in town. Peterborough Golf and Country Club. If you're ever in town, go and order that. Tim, do we have time? Not really. Okay, we don't. Uh, how about you pick one story that you found very interesting? Because we got to get to our guest, Matt O'Brien. Comedian. Very funny man. Hopefully you follow him uh, on the internet. Uh, he was a guest on our previous podcast uh, that I did with Jay. I... I just love talking to this guy. He's fun. Uh, is there one piece of news in which we need to extract from Boomsies Newsies? How about the end of an era in the Canadian, not just television, but popular culture? Ooh, uh, what David, happened? David Suzuki is retiring from the nature of things. 44 oh, years. Oh, man, I love that guy. Met yeah, his daughter 40... once. His daughter, I think he's got a couple daughters. And his daughter's name is Severin. And it always stuck with me because through my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario, we have the Trent Severin Waterway. So I'm like, I wonder if he was named after that. I found it a very neat and unique name. And Suzuki, uh, Suzuki's saying it's not a retirement, he's just moving on. Uh, and he also said... Uh, he hopes people have learned something from what he's done, but he also said, when I'm dead, I don't give a shit what people think about me. I'll be dead. 100%. That's why uh, I want to throw crazy stuff into my will. Because when I'm dead, I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to deal with the bullshit. You guys have to. I'm gone. Why did dad leave $50,000 to his cats? I don't know. He's gone. He gone. Suzuki's probably had enough. He's like, I've been warning you guys about this for 60 years. You can go yourselves. I'm out of here. Suzuki out. And not to get political here, but when people say all oh, the climate hoax and whatever, I don't care your political beliefs. What is wrong? What is wrong? What is wrong with making the planet cleaner? Like, don't you just want a clean planet? And if we can clean it up, let's do it. The carbon tax. I don't know what the f that is. The <laughs> I don't know how a tax reduces pollution. That one's b but. What's wrong with a cleaner planet? That's all I got to say. Why not limit em emissions? Why not cut down on horrible factories? Although I still believe 90% of all pollutions are coming from the other side of the world. And I have a tough time <laughs> driving in my vehicle thinking, the emissions my vehicle causes for the entire lifespan of this vehicle One factory over on the other side of the world puts out the same amount of emissions in 30 seconds that this vehicle will in 100 years. But it's my fault. 
this climate emergency is my fault. It, I, how about the factories? How about the people? Oh, fuck. How's it my fault? But yeah, clean earth. Suzuki, that's all he wants. A clean earth. He's done preaching. He's gone to live. How old is he? 86. Holy sh**. And he's he's looked the same age for 50 years. He's ageless. So even in like his 20s, I thought he was like in his 70s. And now in his 80s, I think he's in his 70s. He's looked the same age his entire... Way to go, Suzuki. Whatever skincare regimen he's on, Suzuki, Suzuki skincare. That's what you transform this into. You want to look like David Suzuki and no one knows your age for your entire lifespan? Get the David Suzuki skincare treatment. Appreciate it, Tim. Uh, have you become a Phillies fan during this, uh, this World Series run? No. Why? Why would I? I don't care. I was waiting for you to say what you said before the podcast. You said, I still can't get over the 90s Phillies. You hated them so much. Tim, time marches on. The players on that team aren't on this team. You got to get over it. I don't got to do anything. You can't fault them for the sins of the past. They didn't do it. These are the new Phillies. They're lovable. They're just scrappy kids out there having fun. Do you really find Bryce Harper lovable? I do. Because of his passion for the game, his love for that city. He he has right now the best average for the number of plate appearances in World Series or in playoff history. He's hitting over 400. Yes. How can you not like him? Sure, he was immature when he was younger. He's grown as a person, as we all are, as we all have, Tim. Okay. People can change. People can change. Let it in, Tim. Let it wash over you. Let the Philly fanatic embrace you with his lovability. Thanks for that input, Tim. Now, let's get to our guest. You're going to love him. Matt O'Brien. And here's Matt now. It says here you're a comedian. Tell us yeah. about that. Well, I, you know, it's a, a comedy. Stand-up comedy is a lot of standing on stage. Wait, that, and was, then... that was my Jiminy Glick. Was it not oh. good? Oh, let me try <laughs> it, it again. It was pretty good. <laughs> let me try it again. It says here you're a comedian. Tell us about that. That's good. The better? It's the glasses that really make Glick, I'm realizing. Martin Short, one of... I'd say he's in a category of about two or three people in which if they are on a talk show, because I, I tape uh, Colbert and Seth Meyers every night. I never stay for the guests. Never. Yeah. But if if Martin Short is on or if um, David Spade is on, yeah. guaranteed watchable guests. Who else yes. would you have in that category for guests on a talk show in which Martin Short, he's said it. I think he said it on Stern. He he puts effort into it. He prepares. 
Oh, yeah. So he doesn't go out there and is boring. I will say I have a small Martin Short uh, sighting. I saw him in LAX uh, last year, and this is when everyone had to wear masks in LAX. And uh, so we're all wearing masks, and my friend was with me. He goes, oh, my God, I think that's Martin Short. And I'm like, no, it isn't. But then I saw the guy walk by, and he was, like, kind of walking with his hips and his hands. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Martin Short. Like, Martin Short even walks like Martin Short when he's in public. Like, even with a mask on, everyone's like, that's him. So, Bax, I have a Martin Short story as well. His son worked on our show in L.A., Oliver. Yeah. And one day Martin Short came to the show and Jay and I, the idiots that we are, were like, let's get him to do a sketch on our show. So we gave him like a script and stuff like, do you want an impromptu? And it was like a 20, 30 second spiel that he did do. No, he went and memorized it, did it. It was not funny what we had written, but we had Martin <laughs> Short perform something for us on the show. That's insane to be in any part of the universe with that man is absolutely insane. Uh, um, you didn't answer my question, though. Yes. So who am... do you have in that category of must-watch talk show guests? Do you have anyone? Because David Spade, producer Tim, he's one of our producers on this. For some reason, he has a hatred for David Spade, but I'm like, how can what? you dislike the guy? He is simply a funny human. I'm, if you take his sarcasm very seriously, I guess, and you have no sense of humor— and you hate jokes and you hate fun. Um, I don't know your producer very well. You, but that's- you just <laughs> described producer Tim. <laughs> um, I would definitely watch David Spade. I love David Spade because Tommy Boy is like one of my all-time favorites. Absolutely. Um, I I mean, talk about going down wormholes on, on YouTube. Norm MacDonald was the greatest uh, late night guest of all time. Absolutely. Correct. Like it's absolutely impossible to top him in terms of guests. Um, I like real loosey goosey comedians like, uh, like Rory Scovel on uh, late night. Very funny, very loosey goosey. Um, it's hard to say. I, cause I don't, I don't watch a lot of late night. I, I used to watch Conan. Conan was the only late night I would watch. Um, I got to work on that show very briefly, which was like an insane privilege. Um, what'd you do on it? I was just like a sketch actor. So I do like little sketches on it. Um, I did like a Papa John sketch where the whole commercial was that uh, a guy fell in the dough 50 years ago <laughs> and they'd been using the same dough for 50 years. <laughs> and what you're there to like tell them there's not, it's not a big deal. It's not a no, big I was, deal. I was eating the pizza. It was oh. before the, and they're like, we got a new crust. And they're like, but there's a bit of guy in it. Basically the old guy that made the dough. Um, I miss the Papa John's guy. Uh, I'm glad he's gone because I he was a racist or something. Um, yeah. But he was always just sweating, and it looked like he was in the middle of a bender or yeah. at the end of a bender in every commercial. Yeah, it looked like he was on his last legs every time. He's just, oh, hey, you guys like pepperoni? Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, just like, gushing and oozing and slouching. It was uh, Also, it was, the pizza's terrible. The pizza's terrible. And then also they came, did you see those pizza bowls that they came out with? No. Oh, my God. Papa John's biggest marketing thing right now is that we got pizza bowls. It's all the toppings of pizza in a bowl. No dough. So it's just like sauce, cheese, pepperoni. It looks like acts like carnival puke in a bowl. <laughs> it's just Tim, Tim Hortons used to have the uh, chili in a bread bowl, but oh, uh, they, those, they haven't though. done that in forever. Uh, I'm not a big pizza guy. I've made it well known on this podcast. I think it's what? the most overrated food on earth. I could go five years without eating pizza and I wouldn't care. Dear God. Like I, I, I just 
I don't get it. If it's if it's uh, on the menu at a restaurant, it's the last thing I would order there. Was it because you barfed or had food poisoning from pizza in the no, past? That's usually just where that comes from. It doesn't fill me up. It all tastes the same. If you're like, you have a good pizza. I've gone to f-ing expensive pizza places. I've gone to cheap pizza places. I've eaten sliced pizza on the street in New York. I've had it all. It's it's pizza. I feel like you're an alien right now. This is like, insane. <laughs> it doesn't fill you up. It's dough. So you're, you, you'll sit and eat a full pizza and be like, I feel nothing. Uh, that's kind of what I feel like when I eat pizza. I feel nothing. <laughs> My it's, God, it's you should like be in a, a lab somewhere. It's like a loveless marriage. I'm just like, I feel nothing. I feel <laughs> nothing here. I just want out of this. So what's your pizza replacement then? Is it all burgers? Give me and- pasta. Give me pork chops. Oh, okay. Pork chops my go-to. If a pork chop's on a menu at a restaurant, I order that. I agree with fully with that. Pork chops, very underrated. I would take a pork chop over a steak. And that's uh, a controversial thing. To, I would as I, well. I love the applesauce combination that comes with pork chops. I love that you get a little sweet with your meat when it comes I to I like pork sweet chops. with the meat. Yeah. I always forget to get the applesauce. And you'd think I'd hate pork chops because I grew up on a pig farm. I did not know that. I lived beside a pig farm. Girl. Oh, don't they stink? One. They it stink. reeked. And we always had to pick them up uh, on, the, on the school bus after me. And then the whole bus would stink like pig. Like all Oh, so kids. me. I went to school smelling like pig. You smelled like pig. You were the pig kid. You were stinky, stinky old Dan. Dan yep. old stink. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Yeah, we probably, because they have an odor. And could you hear the pigs? How many did they have? Do you know? A lot? Oh, my God. So many. Like, I want to say a hundred. Like, it was a big functioning pig farm. Okay, Um, did you hear them screaming when they were hungry? Because pigs, when they're hungry, oh, my God. There's a massive spot. Hang on. Look at this. Oh, my God. I think I see it. Ew, that's huge. That's a massive spider just came into the Boonzy Studios. We'll let him imagine, go on his way. Can you imagine he eats it and he's like, this is my pizza. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, back to pig. Did you hear them screaming? No, we were far enough away that I could not. But wow. the, uh, the irony is that when I finally moved to Toronto, downtown Toronto, I finally got this beautiful apartment there and it was around the corner from a slaughterhouse. It sure and was. I know where that was. You know exactly where. It, and the, the big trucks would drive past my apartment and I would hear them screaming all the way into the slaughterhouse. So I'm like, I lived my whole life beside a pig farm, didn't have to hear it. But now that I live in Toronto. I hear them just screaming for their lives. Yeah, you could. You were uh, reminded of that. Uh, I think it was a rendering plant or whatever the hell they call it. Uh, when the wind shifted in Toronto. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah that's how we got. To, I don't know why we've got him here in downtown Toronto, but Insane. let's put the factory there. Yeah, always protesters out there. And I remember walking by them and they're like, do you know what happens here? And I'm like, yeah, I can hear what's happening. I know what's happening. <laughs> it's I not a secret. Yeah, I can't. I have no, I have no power here. Uh, yeah, because you grew up in Ottawa, correct? I grew up in outside of London, Ontario. I was way off. Yeah, I was I mean, way off. I was texting you yesterday, so now my messages to you make no sense because <laughs> I said I want you to compare Ottawa and L.A., uh, and now I look like an idiot. I don't know why well, I thought Ottawa. Well, because I, when I, for the pandemic, my wife and I drove to Ottawa, where she's from, and we lived there for 10 months during the pandemic. So um, everyone's like, oh, you must live there. You must be from there kind of thing. But no, no, no. It's uh, just where, where she okay, lives. Okay, so I you, did got get to- to, you got to insert yourself in Ottawa for 10 months. Your take on that city. Beautiful summer. Oh my God. Summer, Ottawa. Beautiful. It's almost a perfect city in the summer. 
It's uh, you got the canal. We lived right, right near the canal. Beautiful pass. And then winter kicks in real hot. And then it gets just instantly. It's instant ice. It's the whole. It's like a frozen city. And then even skating on the canal, you're like, this is fun once, I think. <laughs> then you get a beaver tail and then you're out of there. That's that's it. And you get a low. I went to college at the Gonk, Algonquin College. In oh, Ottawa. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I didn't realize the amount of snow they get there. Insane. And like feet on feet. There was right before we left back to L.A., there was like three or four feet of snow on, on the front lawn and we were just like, we were stressed about like driving back to LA. So we actually like made these snow like recliners on the front lawn and just drank beers all day in them, which was lovely. But you're like, what a place. It's just like, it's just desolate. It's desolate. Yeah. Downtown Ottawa is desolate. You would think no one lives there. Did you uh, take in the galleries? Did you go to the new war museum? Uh, oddly enough, we're not open during the pandemic. Uh, oh, <laughs> right. right. That's the, that's the biggest thing is, is when I was there, everything was closed, which Ottawa's a sleepy city already, but when it's COVID and it's, I'm lit, I was like old Ottawa South, which is all old people. Like nobody was going anywhere. Everything was shut. Nothing was happening. The beer delivery services were functioning at a high <laughs> rate though. There was a lot of beer floating around. I thought you were going to say when I asked if you went to the war museum, uh, not a big war guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like him. I don't <laughs> yeah, like it. I don't I like, don't like at the it. war. Yeah, no. I'm not pro war. It is very well done, but about 30 seconds in, you're like, this is not going to be. Uh, uh, there's like there's no crown, clown part of this uh, museum. There's no balloon section. It's yeah. just death. Oh, is there like, there's no like interactive part? I mean, you don't get to like disassemble Oh yeah, there is. You can okay. walk in a f- trench. <laughs> that's a, do you get trench yeah. at the end? <laughs> <laughs> you don't get, that's an option. I didn't pay for that. That's an upgrade. Yeah. That was the extra $15. But yeah, you walk in and they got the sounds going on and like bombs going, like it, you walk out of there like, holy <laughs> Let's oh, go look God. at the tanks now. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It would be interesting, but then you're just like, this is my whole afternoon. My whole afternoon is is war and death. Like when I when I go on tour, I when I'm in like a small town or, or a different city, I try to go to museums and stuff like that. Um, but I was in Vancouver once, and I was like, I'm gonna go to the science museum by myself because that sounds fun. But not realizing it's like mostly kid stuff there. Yeah, and, and everything's then, broken at all those. Then nothing everything's, works. <laughs> everything's broken, but then I'm I'm walking around and there's like this reproductive area where it's all like penis and vagina and eggs and fallopian and it's just a mustache man by himself <laughs> just reading these just like okay like by myself this kids running tra- around you're taking notes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Calling the staff over. <laughs> what? What is that? How does that work? Uh, how do you um, go to music? That's I phrased that wrong. How do you take <laughs> you in museums? Because Jay always makes fun of me because when I go to a museum, I'm in and out and I can go to the world's biggest museum in and out in an hour. Because I go to a wing, I'm like, I got the gist of it. Yeah. Uh, okay, the, there's the famous painting that uh, they've got on display here. Okay, well, am I supposed to sit and stare at it for 10 minutes? I'm in and out in an hour. Do you take more time? When I am on the road, yes. If like if I'm in my in where I, my hometown in LA, I would be in and out like a fiddler's elbow. Like I would be very quick. I'm like I got places to go. But when I'm on the road, I'm like I could either be sitting in my hotel room 
stewing in my literal juices, or I could be learning about whatever the hell this museum's trying to teach me. So I'll, I'll stretch it out until showtime kind of thing. Do you really learn anything? Because I leave a museum and I'm like, I think I've got the info. And about two weeks later, you've got about 5% of the information yeah. you retain correct. You've got yeah. about 5% of it right. I actually don't know. You're right. I don't know if I actually retain anything. I will say I, if I'm in an area and then people can see that I just entered that area, I will fake look at a plaque for a while and pretend to read it so that yeah. they're like, oh, he's into this kind of thing. <laughs> But it's always fallopian tube, sperm. It's always reproductive stuff. Do you spend more time, if people follow you on social media, they know your love for Costco. Do you spend mm. more time at a Costco than a museum? Absolutely. It's hard to get, it's hard to get me out of that place. And it's, it's, it's like, it's, it frustrates my wife too, because she's always just like, let's get our stuff. Let's, like, we have a lap. Like, I think everyone has their, their own lap of Costco. They're like, you start in one place. I go every aisle regardless of what I need. I, I peruse, I'm exploring, I'm talking to the woman, selling knives. I'm doing everything in Costco. I'm taking because I pay a membership. So I'm using it. Okay, Matt, you you've got to uh you've got your uh, work cut out for you here. You gotta sell me on Costco because what I tell my kids is you mentioned the membership, I'm like, I don't have that kind of money. I can't afford a afford a Costco membership. They're like, it's like thirty dollars. I'm like, whoa, I don't pay money to go into a store. And then spend more money. And also, our house is tiny. I'm like, we don't have room for Costco stuff. I, I, I buy one ketchup. That's all I need. Oh, Sell me on do. Costco. Sell me why I should go back to Costco because I haven't been in one in 20 years, I don't think. You are, first of all, you're insane. Second of <laughs> all, um, you do have room for Costco things. You'll be shocked at the room you have uh, you will find for Costco materials. Also... Look at the state of the world. We need to stock up on things. Where are you going to go to stock up on things in case of emergency? That's the one place you're going to go. It's like, all the deals are great. The prices are amazing. People are always very friendly. Um, okay. And also, it's a trip. You go to the grocery store, you're like, oh, I'm just going to the grocery store. I know the grocery store. I know what's there. I know what I'm expecting. Costco changes. It's like a, like a, like a mind puzzle. Every time you walk in, something shifts. Something's different. There's different people. It's always, it's actually always different. Like there's Christmas stuff there right now, which would infuriate most people, but I like Christmas. Okay. I'm good. Costco's always looking in the future too. It's always like, you're like, oh, they, they know that we're going to be fine and they're expecting everything to just keep going. And, and also once you get to the $5 rotisserie chickens, you're like, man, get out of here with this. This How's the, uh, how's the cook time on those chickens? Because some grocery stores, they need to put them in for about 10 minutes longer. Let me tell you, I mean, they're good to go. Uh, you, you take it out of the pack. You could eat it in the dog food aisle with your bare hands if you want. It kind of smells like dog food when you open those rotisserie chickens. It does not smell good. It actually does. And here's the problem with the $5 price is every time I eat one of those chickens, I get very sick. I have, the, <laughs> I have diarrhea for at least two days. Uh, I feel like my, my wife feels like but we're like, but it's five bucks and it's a whole bird. The price is so good, you don't you ignore the diarrhea. That should be on that sign outside. <laughs> what about co- I like selection? I like going to a store and liking uh, to look at ten different brands making the same product. In my mind, Costco, you only have two options for anything. Am yeah, I wrong? They, let me let me say you, when you when you're a Costco member, you put your full trust in the Kirkland brand. You're like, I trust you people. 
I think you've made the right decision here. And you know what sold me on Kirkland too? We took a drive up to wine country, up to Sonoma, and uh, we drove past one of the Kirkland wineries because they make their own wine. Yep. And it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And they just, they're so like intricate with their choices and the way they make. And you're just like, I don't have to worry. That's the, that's another thing about Cosmic. You're like, I don't have to worry about anything. I don't, it's uh, the choice has already been made for me. Okay. So you, yeah, that's what I like about some restaurants when there's only like seven options. I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't really have to deliberate here. Okay. So taking the, the selection process out and letting them make it for you. I like that. Yeah. I also looked it up. Uh, actually, when I was playing golf with buddies the other day, because someone had Kirkland golf balls mm. and they're in a lawsuit with a uh, Titleist because they copy Titleist balls or something. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, who the hell owns Kirkland? And Costco does own Kirkland. Oh, yeah. So, That's and I th- believe they do like $8 billion a year or something. Just that brand. It's insane. It, it, it also feels like a casino when you're in there, too, because there's no windows. You have no idea what time of day it is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, do we have crap tables in there? There should be. I mean, <laughs> I've rolled some dice in a few aisles and people have joined. And it, it, anything could happen. Also, every time I'm in a Costco... At least down here, I'm just like, man, I hope a big earthquake happens and traps me in here. Like that would be, that's my biggest fantasy. Every time I'm in a Costco, I'm like, I hope a big national emergency happens and then I get trapped in here. It's the best place to be trapped. Yeah, you got hot dogs. You got pizza there, I believe. We got everything. It's it's literally everything. Clothes for days. But it's impersonal. That's the reason I don't like it. I go to a Sobeys here and a Sobeys, you've got hardwood floor over by the produce and it's nice lighting. And I'm like, sure, yeah. I'm paying an extra buck or two, but it's it feels like I'm kind of being fancy here. While if you go to like Home Depot or a Costco, I feel like I, I should be have a vest on and be working here because we're in a warehouse. Isn't that exciting? It's like a fantasy camp. It's like a worker <laughs> fantasy camp. It's like, oh, you're like, what do I work in the warehouse? Every time I go there, I'm like, I guess I'm working in the warehouse and I'm moving uh, materials around. That's what makes it. But then the best part is they clearly don't trust you enough because they have to check your receipt at the end. There's receipt checkers and they have to check everything. We had this. I was at a Euchre party Saturday night. We were talking about the Costco checkers. And I said, it kind of like infringes upon you. They are telling you you're stealing. And then someone, I don't know if they were planted by Costco. They come into the uh, the conversation. They're like, no, no, they're checking to make sure you remembered everything. I'm like, F- off. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're going to find, oh, do you have your, uh, your $5 of toothpicks in there? They are not. They want you to feel like I'm waiting for them to be like, uh, oh, you didn't get toothpaste. You're almost out of toothpaste at home. Like they would know. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, you're good. Oh, you're good. Uh, they did catch one thing because for years they've been checking my receipts and they've not said anything to me. And then one time they were like, oh, you got overcharged on broccoli. So we're going to go get you your like, it was like 80 cents. And she was like, I have to do this. And she like rushed and got my like 80 cents back that I was overcharged. So they're so doing they something. Actually, look at those receipts. They actually look. But I'm Costco like, sells produce. Oh, baby, yes. They got a whole fridge. They got a whole fridge of fresh veg. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, you're, you gotta go. You're Peter Bro's got a good one too. Do uh, do they have trial memberships? Trial member? No, you got to go all in. You can't <laughs> oh, half ass. No. no, I gotta con- I gotta commit myself to a year long membership. At least. God, and you got to go executive member too because the original member, that's not going to cut the cheese. You got to go executive. Where's my card? 
It's like a, it's like a, it's got black and gold on it. It's gorgeous. Do you get like preferential treatment or something with the executive? I mean, I ask them to call me sir, but no one ever does. <laughs> um, what do you get? Oh yeah, look at that. Hell yeah. Oh, that is fancy. And it says executive. Uh, Thirty-seven different fonts on that card. There's a lot going on. It <laughs> looks like is. a pot of gold, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, you get cash back, and then also the travel stuff too. You can rent a car. You can. Get some glass. I got tires there the other day. Whoa, Nelly. Oh, I do need winter tires. Yeah, okay. That's where you want to go. Do you, do you have a stand-up bit in which it's all Costco? Do you have like 15 minutes on Costco? I'm clocking in about 20 to 30 minutes at this point. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I've joked about wanting to film a comedy special in a Costco, and I, I've talked to like my cousin works in like a uh, promotion and she's like, I think we can do this. I think we can approach them <laughs> and somehow get something filmed in a Costco. Um, also I have so much Costco material that my next comedy album's going to be called King of Kirkland. Um, so <laughs> I'm really committed to this. It's just, I just with, again, with everything that's going on in the world, like my joy has been that place. I'm like, I've found something to get my mind off of things and I just love it. I have okay, so, so here's how they sell that executive membership. They have you doing stand-up in one corner, but only it's cordoned only for the executive members. So people are like, what's yep. going on back there? You're like, oh, wouldn't you like to know? Give us the yeah. extra 20 bucks a year, and then you're in. And they, t- they turn the hose on them, and they hose them <laughs> down, and they get them away from the barriers. And that's the, and I also want to have uh, my opener. I want one of the women's uh, giving out samples to open for me. <laughs> Who's never done stand up? <laughs> we all find ways to to fill our days. Uh, you do um, a certain thing to fill your days, and that is you do wine reviews, and you pick up a really really cheap bottle of wine and give your take on it. Uh, how did you decide to do that? Did you have a bad experience with a bottle of wine where you're like, this thing needs to be reviewed? I well, it it. it happened when I moved down here to California and you'll, you'll understand this is that Trader Joe's has a two buck Chuck. Or I guess he just died. Buck. Yeah. The guy just died. Charles, he, he owns Charles Shaw, uh, the, the winery or whatever. Yep. And when I first saw that, I was like, this is crazy. Cause Canada wine prices are like, it's, it's insane. It's so exciting. It's like 10, $15 a bottle easily up there. Whereas down here, they're, I'm like, what do you mean two two fifty for a bottle of wine? And mm-hmm. like, it was passable. You're like, this is fine, I guess. But then it got me thinking. I'm like, how cheap can it go down here? How how low can we go? <laughs> and uh, someone told me that the dollar store sells wine. No! They also and sell meat down there. They sell steaks. They sell everything. It's crazy. There's like the 99-cent dollar store. I walked in and uh, I asked somebody. I'm like, which point me to your wine section and it was just like this like dark wet wall like near the bananas which they also had yeah and i just there were so many bottles like for like a dollar like a buck 50 and it was just like i remember one of the labels was just like a guy's fist it was just like it was just like a fist and it, i don't even know if there was a title or name it just said chardonnay and there was a fist. get fisted get fisted <laughs> Uh, it was it was insane. So I picked up a couple, and then I started like tasting them and making videos, and and people started enjoying them. So that was 
it all it all spawned from there. The the latest wine I got from the dollar store I found actually in like the the iPhone cases section. <laughs> I was just kind of walking by and I was like, that looks like a bottle of wine. And it was like behind a few things and it was all dusty. And then I take it up to the cash and the guy scans it in and he's like, he's like, that'll be two dollars and thirty-five cents. Yikes. Like he said, yikes. <laughs> And I went, I am going to drink this. Yeah. And I did some of it. Uh, well, I guess we should wrap things up here. Uh, our producers are going nuts. Uh, I could uh, talk to you forever, Matt. Um, tell uh, tell us where we can find all your stuff and what we should be watching for. Do, do you do Costco reviews? I know you do cheap wine reviews, but do you do Costco reviews? I don't, but that's a great idea. I, I have to integrate myself into the into Costco somehow. Um, How about buy like uh, I always... In my mind, everything from Kirkland fits large. So buy like a triple XL shirt and do a product review on a triple XL shirt. <laughs> Just me poking out of a sleeve? <laughs> yes, do it in front of your green screen. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I'm always posting new videos, uh, wine videos and all that stuff on my Twitter and TikTok, which I'm on, I guess, and I hate. Oh, I had to delete it. I spent too much time watching food ones where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make that. I never did. I just would watch them forever. Yeah, it's a bad app, but I my career demands it, so it's, uh, <laughs> I have to. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's Matt underscore O'Brien on on both. And uh, yeah, and are you going to be touring uh, any tour dates in Canada for the winter? Um, I'm going to be in Toronto in uh, the beginning uh, mid November, and just doing some shows around there. But uh, no, other than that, mostly around here in the states. Well, that counts. That's Canada. Yeah, yeah. So that's Canada. So come see me in Toronto. I'll be posting dates when I. Oh, when I, I get can't them. wait! Uh, and there better be fifteen minutes on Costco because by that time, fingers crossed, I'll find some change around the house and afford that. By the way, what's the premium membership cost? The executive membership. I uh, don't know the price, but whatever it is, I would pay double. It's worth <laughs> it. It is worth it. Okay, uh, maybe I'll get my winter tires there. Yes. Are they filled with cheese? They're filled with nitrogen PS, which is a better uh, air, apparently, is what they told me. Uh, sounds dangerous. Oh, yeah, Matt, very we, dangerous. we thank you for coming on, buddy. Thanks for having me again, Dan. Good to see you. Uh, thanks for listening to this week of Boomsies, this week's episode. Really appreciate it. We know there's a lot of stuff you can listen to. A lot of it's unlistenable. This one, hey, you learned something. We get to hang together. You get to leave voicemails. And you learn something. And also, you learn that being nice costs nothing at all. And you learn that people can change. Make sure you hug someone. See you next Welcome week. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies.